0: It's good to have the, the college kids home. we uh, have seen several of them as they were coming in and out. The, barely got the Phillips boys back. Three flat tires later, they're, they're finally limped in. We're glad to have them as, as well as all of them. So it's it's always fun to get them back and see how they've matured and grown and, and uh, made it through without getting flunked out for the semester. And that's a good thing. Glad to have them back. Enjoyed the evening with you, and I hope you have as well. Hopefully, it's been encouragement as we've looked at some songs and perhaps maybe a fresh new way. We'll look at a very, very brief verse. We're only going to be just a couple minutes here, and that was intentional. Luke 2. We've already heard much of this. Luke 2. Wonderful passage of Christmas story. It's full presentation, as it were. Obviously, a not with the wise men but the the shepherds and so forth and we could recite the whole thing again but you need not do that because you know the story out well and probably I saw as the boys were reciting some of the verses many of you were mouthing along as you've heard these verses hundreds if not thousands of times and and rejoice in them and you're, you're grateful to hear them and they they are you know good to hear again and, and, and pleasant to do so but as I was looking at this passage one verse kind of caught my eye is, is Probably my weakness, my, my deficiency, my failure to follow some of the things. We have this, the situation, and you know it well, but we'll be brief with a rehearsing of it. We have these shepherds in the field. All of a sudden, the angels appear to them, give them the glad tidings of great joy. And he was born this day. And what happens? The shepherds pack up, rightfully so, in this very earth-shattering Moment, I, I was thinking about this morning. I was teaching Sunday school to the ladies' class. Just think about what it was to be a shepherd in the Bethlehem hillside, night after night, day after day. Nothing happens. Every once in a while, you might have a wild animal that comes lurking around, and you got to shoo it off. Or maybe every once in a while, you know, a second flock will be close by, and maybe there's some interaction. But as a general rule, it's the epitome of boredom. You can't fall asleep because now your flock would be at risk. So you got to stay awake, and you got to, you got to tend these stupid sheep and make sure they don't hurt themselves. But nothing ever happens. And in that sleepy, boredom scene, all of a sudden there is an angel choir filling the heavens. Now you got to just that just. I don't know what that what that feels like. Obviously they were afraid and rightfully so because the angel says, "Hey, don't be afraid. We're not here to harm you." And they go about telling the story and the shepherds overcome, rush off to the scene. They follow the instructions of the angel. They find that manger. They find that babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. They kneel down and worship. They're rejoicing in that event. And the Bible says that they, after they had found them and they were there, they went out and told everybody that they could find. They went out and spread that word um, uh, verse number 17. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. So they, they went out and they shouted, here's what we've seen. Here's, here's what the, the big event is and w- what a celebratory thing that's just happened. Here's what the angel told us. We've seen it with our eyes. And that's wonderful. You know, most of us are very good on the external celebrating of Christmases, and this is not a rehash of last week with the ministry team. I'm not talking about getting caught up unnecessarily in the in the, the trappings of Christmas. They weren't. They were, they were in the true meaning, and they were very uh, quick to share. It says they told everyone that would listen what they had seen and, and shared abroad. They were quick to, to voice their right position on this wonderful event. They weren't piping their own... You know, horn on, look at us—how special we are! They were trying to share the good news, and that's fantastic. And probably most of us are deficient in this respect as well. We're not quick to share. We're quick to say "Merry Christmas" or "Happy Holidays." Even that, in our PC world, we're like, "Oh, do I say it? Did they say it to me? Do I say it back to them? What do I?" Do? We we tend to kind of turtle up a little bit with our boldness in declaring what we know of the scriptures and what we know of Christ. But let's say, for for this sake that. We're, we're doing okay in that respect because most of us do fairly well in, in being verbal and outwardly manifesting the, the celebration of the true meaning of Christmas. But it's the verse, a couple after that, verse number 19, that where I think we fail. Because the Bible says very interestingly, because it doesn't affect anybody, nobody knows, except God has to tell you because you would not have known this had God not revealed it through his scripture writings. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them. Mary, God goes out of his way to specifically notate something that you and I would never have been privy to had God not told us. Mary took those things that she knew and she pondered them. She thought on them deeply. She nestled them into the inner recesses of her mind and heart and spent a great deal of time contemplating, thinking on, dwelling on, and allowing it to change and mold her into what she needed to be. Now, most of us are like those four little cute kiddos that were up here at the beginning of the service. We've grown up in church. We sang away in a manger as a four-year-old. We've done all of the Sunday school things. We, we, we quoted Luke 2 and all of those things. We have grown up in the church. We have grown up with the Christmas story. It is so second nature that without having a special award in class, most of you could recite Luke 2 with the boys as they were going through it because you've just heard it that many times. And it's just a regurgitation of everything that you've known from a wee, ladder last to current day. It's just part of your psyche. It's part of your knowledge base and without thinking you can recall those and regurgitate those things and you can spit them out and you can you can be a part of these events with no actual thought involved when was the last time that you pondered when was the last time you got alone with the truth See, we're really good about broadcasting in a corporate way, celebrating the truths in a collective way. We all can sing the songs. We all can quote the verses. We all can do all those things and be rejoicing in those things. On a public forum, we're good at saying, that's right, that's truth, that's the belief I have, yes. When was the last time you sat alone with your own Bible, your own thoughts, and pondered the truth of Christmas? We feel like, well, I don't need to. I know it so well. It's just part of who I am. It's part of the reason we get caught up in the wrong things in Christmas. It's part of the reason that Christmas is some of just the superficial. Because we've never gone back and really st- stared deep into the chasm of our desperate situation before Christ came on the scene. We've never stared deep at the consequences of our sin. We've never stared deep at the black hole that was the human future saving Christ, Mary, maybe she got caught up in the the broadcasting as well. I'm sure she was bold in her declarations at some point. But she took time to be still. She took time to ponder. She took time to think deeply on what this all meant for her, for her people, and for the world as a whole. When was the last time you pondered It's obviously important. If it wasn't, God wouldn't have wasted the ink and the pages to tell us she did it. But he specifically points out something that doesn't affect you or me at all. But it deeply affected Mary. And it will deeply affect you and I if we'll follow her lead. But Mary kept all of these things and pondered them in her heart. Let's do some pondering this Christmas. Let's do some deep thinking. Let's get back to the core cause of our celebration and that will cause our external celebration to be all that much more joyous. I'm going to pray and we'll be dismissed. Hopefully we'll see you all back here on Wednesday night for our caroling time. Lord, your